0: It's the history of football we knows about And we want to expand what we know We'll become such intelligent gentry With every kick-to-kick show Beginning in the time 1870s Right through to the modern day Tune in for Timmy Coops and the Kaz Man, To hear what they all have to say
1: Dugway in 74, Lockett and Dunstall in 95, Ablett in 96, here is Buddy
0: Franklin. He's 40 metres out, he comes in, the crowd comes in, he's got it! A thousand goals for Buddy Franklin!
1: It's on its way, Buddy Franklin! He's kicked it! What a magic moment! for Buddy it's all about the kick, it's right through the middle, but he joins the legend with a thousand
0: goals. And one thousand goals, have a look at that.
1: He's done it, a legend.
0: Welcome to the kick to kick podcast, Charlie. This is a special episode. Yes, it is. Um, We've just witnessed Buddy Franklin kicking his 1,000th goal. Yeah. Well, how incredible was that? Oh, amazing. Uh, The scenes on TV were amazing. So we thought it might be timely
1: to do a bit of a deep dive into
0: the 1,000 goal club kickers. A a very
1: small. (laughs) The kickers club. A very small club, a very small and select crew. Depends how you define it. Well, no matter what, it's small. Mm -hmm. Defining it. Makes it smaller sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, very, very impressive and amazing. The, the conversation around it has been so interesting because it's amazing that it's happened in, a, in an era where there haven't been big bags kicked. Absolutely. And people are saying, will it ever happen again? Will there ever be someone to do it again? And so we're like, well, let's go back. Let's talk about the different times when it's happened mm. and whether maybe we think it can happen again.
0: So let's travel back to the 1930s, Charlie. Absolutely. The so, the
1: very first
0: First player to kick 1,000 goals, of course, was Collingwood's
1: Gordon Coventry. The great man, Boyles.
0: Boyles Coventry. Um, so, he kicked his 1,000th goal in his 239 game for Collingwood. He was 32 years of age when he did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was against the Cats down at Cryo Oval. Yep. Round 5, 1934. Um, would you like to know a bit more about that game? Absolutely. So I was playing the public holiday, June 4th, um, when the teams were in second and third spots. So it was a bit of a big game as well, trying to keep in touch with uh, the... Bob Pratt led South Melbourne juggernaut. Yes! The Foreign Legion at that stage. Um, so it was a tight first quarter. The, pie, the first of the pie, second-term goals came from Gordon Coventry after a bullet-like stab kick from uh, Marcus Wheelan. Uh, and he kicked his 990th, 999th goal. He then looked certain to kick his milestone goal shortly after before defender Jocka Todd um, drove the ball away in a flash. However, it came back pretty quickly and he obtained a kick from Jack Ross and he slotted through his 1,000th goal. Yes. To great triumph. Um, even the Cats fans were looking forward to seeing this. The first man to congratulate him was his opponent, George George Jocker Todd.
1: That's fantastic. And no one running out on the field? No, because this was not a tradition at that time. No, exactly. And we'll talk, yeah, we can talk about that Um, too. So,
0: he was asked, uh, how does it feel to kick a thousand goals? you want to read that?
1: I would love to. And so his answer was, well, don't feel any different, but it's a grand thing to have done it. Before I went onto the ground yesterday, I had a tremendous lot of messages wishing me luck. Everyone seemed to know that I was close to the thousand. And after the match, the congratulations poured in, and I'm still receiving them.
0: Yeah, and I like to see that after the game, the, uh, the Cats and the Magpies players all kind of got together to celebrate. Um, entertained by the president of Geelong at the time, Mr. M. Jacobs. The Coventry brothers were there, of course. Um, of course. Of course. And they were presented with, oh, both of them were actually presented with travelling rugs and silver cigarette cases. God, <laughs> Being I miss gifts.
1: the days of talking about all these weird gifts that they were given. Yeah, Great. They, the
0: travelling rugs bear the monograms of the players together with a magpie. Nice. Um, and that game was, um, it was a draw. Oh, really? Yeah, it was a draw. Six, 16 goals, 13,
1: 109
0: each. Wow. There you go. So that was the first man ever to kick 1,000 goals in the VFL.
1: Yes. So he finished, as we know, with 1,299 goals uh, in 306 games at an average of four and a quarter goals a game, which is pretty massive. So, yeah. should we break it down by season? I think that's yeah, go for pretty it. interesting. So, first year at Collingwood was 1920. He kicked 13 goals, only five games. Then it went 19, 42, 36, 28, 68, 83, 97, 89, 124, 118, 67, 82, 108, 105, 88, 60, and 72. So it really came up. And came down. There was a real bell curve to the career, there wasn't there?
0: Well, first player to kick 100 goals in the VFL as well.
1: Yes, in a season, absolutely. Yep. With a big one, 124 to get over it. She's 97. He was so close a couple of years before as well. Yeah.
0: That's Gordon Coventry, the, yeah. on, the only man in the vvl for a long time to kick a thousand goals, and
1: obviously playing in a extremely successful team, which helps. Yeah, who were playing regular finals, yeah. so yeah, you more look games at the like the percentages that here are really interesting. So he, he played in a team that had a winning percentage of seventy two percent over his career. Two hundred and twenty wins, five losses, uh, five draws, eighty one losses. He also. So yeah.
0: He also holds the record for most goals kicking fi- in finals. That's right, 111. Yes. Yeah. Like, by far. Yeah. That's probably a record that will never be broken
1: as you well. You can't imagine it, can you? No. Well, although there are more finals now, so, but consistently making finals is a lot harder, right? So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, it took us a while to get to the next man to kick 1,000. Uh, it did. And we are kind of only, we're not even there yet now. No, now we're, regular series. we're talking about him, but, but we're, we're not... We're, the next episodes we will. Yes, yeah. Right there was our uh, Doug Wade. Yes. So a little bit younger than Gordo when he Oh no, same age when he kicked it. Thirty two. Thirty-two, yeah. Two hundred and forty eighth game. Yes. And this is different because he played
0: for two clubs, so yeah. two hundred and eight games for Geelong and forty two for North Melbourne.
1: And no. Yeah, yeah. No, there are only two of the guys who've kicked a thousand who've only played for one club. At the moment. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um and at this stage I think I believe
0: Gordon Coventry had passed on at this stage as well. Um, ah. Double check that. I might be wrong. Yeah, he had. So Gordon Coventry passed on in nineteen
1: sixty eight. Oh, so he just missed it. Yeah.
0: Um all right, so there's a bit of speculation on when this happened. It was actually the last round of nineteen seventy four against Hawthorne at Princess Park. Um they did play in consecutive weeks. North Melbourne and Hawthorne in that season. Oh, okay. Okay. That's where some of the conjecture lies. But it was, yeah, according to the article I found, um, it was the very last round. Um, So he was playing on Gary Cowton. Sorry, sorry. No, Gary Cowton of North Melbourne was the one who passed him the ball. Ah, yes. Let that be known. He was playing on Kelvin Moore. Yes. At the time.
1: Brightus goes after the ball with Knights, the weight of Brightus is worried Knights there, a flip over the shoulder to Carlton, Carlton trailing the ball up, shoots it back with the left foot, here comes Wade for 1000, Doug Wade is marked on the chest, after that left foot screw kick by Carlton, only 20 metres from goal, directly in front. The big boy has 999 on the board as he comes in and lets it fly for two for his thousandth goal in league football. Congratulations, Doug Wade. Partner, um, do you want to read this article for us? I'd love to. So Doug Wade has a pile of football trophies at home. Now he has another. The slightly out of shape, much-kicked football he booted to register his thousandth goal in the league football at Princess Park on Saturday. The ball was presented to him after the match by Hawthorne president, Mr. Phil Ryan. Wade is only the second player in VFL history to kick 1,000 goals. The late Gordon Coventry of Collingwood holds the record with 1,299. Wade kicked three goals on Saturday, taking his career total to 1,001 and his season tally to 91. With North in in at least two finals game, Wade has every chance of getting to the 100 mark this season. Scores of North Melbourne supporters were all set to mob Wade after he kicked his 1,000th goal 17 minutes into the third quarter on Saturday. They happened to be at the wrong end of the ground <laughs> and by the time they'd jumped the fence and got halfway up, mounted police had intercepted them. Two troopers galloped onto the ground to protect Wade. So they still weren't, weren't embracing the run-on at this stage. But it was definitely
0: a thing there. Well, There's a good segue into that. Yes. Yeah. So if you're a regular listener to our show, you'll know that uh, in 1969 was the first time people had run onto the ground to celebrate 100, 100 goals. Mm. Um, the reason being, so this season in 1969, Peter Hudson and Doug Wade were kind of neck and neck being going for the 100 goal mark, who could kick 100 goals first. Yep. And it came into round 16, and Hudson was... I can't remember exactly how many goals Hudson was on, but he was significantly ahead of Wade where it was pretty obvious that he was going to be the one to make it to, to century first. first. Yep. Um, so the Cats were playing dogs down in Cur- in Cardinia, and he had a very poor first half, where I think he kicked one goal. Are you he, he had a lot of shots, but, but didn't kick much. But he came out and was absolutely on fire in that second half. He, kicked, he actually kicked 10 goals in that second half. Uh, his I think it was his ninth or his 10th for that day was the one that brought about his 100th goal. Huge. Um, and because he had overtaken Hudson and become the first person to kick hundred that season, everyone just went nuts. And yeah, so they poured onto the ground to celebrate, and that's why this celebration had started. Because then the next week, when Hudson did it, the Hawks fans did the same
1: thing. Even though it was it was purely because it was such a spectacle on the day of kicking that many goals in a game. It was the emotion of it, yeah.
0: yeah. It just spilled over to hit to this outpouring of players and supporters onto the field to celebrate. Yeah. So that's a tradition was born.
1: Yeah, which is amazing. So Dougie Wade uh, played a total of 267 games for a total of 1,057 goals at an average of just under four goals a game, which is just incredible. And that's, across two, clubs, yep. that's across
0: two clubs, yeah. That's
1: across two clubs, yes. So we should say, uh, yeah, 61 to 72 he was with Geelong, then 73, 4 and 5 was with North Melbourne. Where he managed to kick And here are his t- numbers across those seasons 51, 68, 48, 41 29, 52, 96, 64, 127 74, 94, 90, 73, 103 and 47 What a jump Six- He doubled it from one Just year one to the next Just one yeah.
0: yeah Incredible And... To be so consistent for so long. Well, that's yeah. like, very similar to Coventry.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: So, in the record books there. And, and for a long time, then he became the sole player who'd kicked a thousand goals. Yeah. just way because, well, a live player because Coventry had passed on. Yeah, off. exactly. Yeah. So, between 74 and. The '90s, when the next player did it, it mm. was a bit of a, a drought.
1: Yeah. So this, I mean, and this is the thing, and we'll talk about this towards the end of. You know, it is easy to say, will anyone ever do it again? Well, it's 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 decades between each of these guys yeah. doing it, right? right. So yeah. Amazing. So
0: next on this list, we've got. Jason Dunstall.
1: Yes. Came ...towards centre wing. Now Crawford races hard, good play by Crawford. Where's Dunstall? The lead is on, there he is. And will we be seeing another AFL player kick a thousand goals?
0: I vaguely recall it, if, if I've got the right one, I think it was at the Gabba, and it might have been Crawford that passed it to me. And I reckon I got a... Um, uh, I'm trying to think who was on me. It might have been Richard Champion. But he's cracked me right, trying to spoil, cracked me right on the uh, side of the eye. And I've actually seen it on video. So I'm lining up and you can just see a little rivulet of blood start to come out and just start to trickle down. So just got a little nick over the eye for it. But yeah, no, it was at the Gabba, So in front of a Queensland crowd. Magnificent performance by this great Hawthorne champion, Bernie. And I don't think we've seen a better full forward
1: play the game. of course. Of
0: course. Um, so Hawthorne champion, um, another one-club player, only did this with Hawthorne. Uh, the game was round 23, 1994 at the Gabba, which was very fitting because Jason Dunstall was born in Queensland.
1: Ah, oh, was he? Okay. He was, yeah. There you go. Yep. Yeah.
0: Um, game was played at the Gabba against the Brisbane Bears on a sunny Sunday afternoon. It was his 206th game and he was the age of 30. So, so a little bit younger, younger yeah.
1: but seasons are longer, right? Yes, so yes absolutely. it's making sense. Um, at this stage...
0: Dunstall came into the game on 999 goals, mm-hmm. uh, needing just the, the one goal to, to break it. So you'd go into this pretty confident. You were going to make there. it. He didn't have to wait long to get his 1,000, reaching the milestone with the opening goal of the game in the first few minutes. Amazing. Um, Shane Crawford was the one who took the ball on the wing and delivered a lace-out pass to Dunstall, who copped the hit to the side of his eye for his trouble. And despite a little trickle of blood on his face, he had no issue slotting the goal from just inside the 50-meter arc. Fans streamed onto the ground and swamped Dunstall as per the custom. Uh, although being in Brisbane, it was not as big a crowd as one would course. have expected. Um, of And course. as this happened, a stoic Dunstall receives on-field treatment
1: for his cut. <laughs> there you go.
0: And who was his opponent for that game?
1: Uh, who was he playing on? Yeah. At the, in the at the Brisbane Bears. Uh, that's a real. That's an interesting question. Oh, uh, Richard Champion. Richard Champion. Yes. Okay. God, it's a it's a big. I mean, yeah. Walking into that game, and it's it was saying that you know they need they weren't just looking for his thousand. They needed that to get them back in the eight to make finals that year as well. They needed that win in '94. Yes. So there was a lot going on. Fitting that Croft kicks it to Dunstall. Yes. Yeah. Very young, nice
0: young uh, buck there in his second season.
1: Yes. Um, and that gets us to... So we should say, Dunstall finished... Oh, yes. So, the, the uh, second of these players to play for a single club. So yep. we've got Coventry and Dunstall. Dunstall spending his whole career at Hawthorne, of course. Playing a total of 269 games, so another couple of seasons after this. And finishing with 1,254 goals at an average of more than four and a half goals a game. So our best average, but second on the all-time list behind Coventry still. Uh, So those totals were starting in 85 through to 98. He kicked 36, 77, 94, 132. Decided that wasn't enough and went for 138 the next year. 83, 82, 145, 123, 101, 66, 102, 21, and 54. Yeah. So...
0: He also had that game where he uh, came very close to breaking Fred Fanning's record of 18. Oh, yes. He 17 get, yeah, in the early 90s. Yeah, that's right. Against Richmond, I think it was, at Waverly, and he, he got. I think he got taken off in the last quarter, so he had the chance and...
1: And they... Him. yeah. I wonder whether uh, someone decided that they didn't want him to break it. (laughs) It's a conspiracy. Yeah, possibly. Um, uh, Next player that gets us to is
0: Tony Lockett. So a season later. Yes. um, Obviously, he'd played at St Kilda for a long time. But he was now in his first season at Sydney, 1995. And my favourite thing about this game is the... This is a a very momentous game. And I can't believe there's not... This is not known more. I didn't actually know this when I read it. So it was round 21, 1995, Sydney versus Fremantle at the SCG. Um, He was 29 years of age in his 201st game. Yep. So 183 games for St Kilda, only 18 for the Swans. For
1: the Swans at this stage.
0: Amazing. Yeah, so he almost did it with with the one club. Um, But in this game, he kicked his 1,000th goal and his 100th goal for the season. Amazing. So there was actually two ground invasions. On the same day. On the same game. So one in the third quarter, one in the last quarter. So his 100th goal came up first.
1: Okay, yep, yep, yep.
0: uh, Which happened in the third quarter, and his 1,000th goal happened in the last quarter. So there was two ground invasions.
1: Amazing. That game must have gone for hours. Yeah, seriously, when you think about how long it takes to get everyone back off and go again. we will
0: try and swing round towards Kicker. He knew he was in trouble. He did it magnificently to Garlick to luck, Oh, that's sensational. Yeah, we saw some great skills
1: there, particularly Ticket, whose awareness was uh, superb, and a great kick from Garlic. And just watching Tony Lockett, he's just so skilled in the hands. He's probably the Swans' most skilled player. When you consider the mass of the man, it's, uh, he's quite an extraordinary athlete and footballer. Well, this for number 1,000. They'll come streaming on, the security, Dan will be in charge once more. I'll keep him off, serving.
0: Lock it from 25 metres. It shouldn't be a
1: problem. He's almost directly in front. This familiar, slow, deliberate approach. Just a couple of steps. Here they come again. I think it's working better this time, Sandy. <laughs> I wish Russell Morris
0: would sit down. It shouldn't be. And Stephen O'Reilly, a freeman, was his opponent. Interestingly enough, though, the Swans lost this game.
1: Ah, they were too worried about getting Plugger to his thousand, do you think? Potentially. So that was ninety five, but Plugger continued to play until two well, he yeah, came come back yeah. in two thousand and two for three games. He played till ninety nine.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, in those three games he came back, he managed three goals, which is pretty impressive. Uh, but his so he played from eighty three until ninety four at St Kilda, and then ninety five through ninety through And then 95 through 99 at Sydney, and those totals were... Oh, sorry, for a total of 1,360 goals. So now our leader on the board at an average of almost five goals a game. Yeah, insane. Yeah. And so those those goals per year, starting in 83, went 19, 77, 79, 60, 117, 35, 78... (laughs) 65 127 132 53 56 110 121 37 109 82 and 3
0: <laughs> I was um, in my in my days working as a mascot Oh yes I was at because he was playing for Port Melbourne Port Melbourne was Sydney's VFL team at that stage So he had to come back through the VFL Oh yeah 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 and That's he right he played a game for Port Melbourne In his bid to return And I remember being at that game As a mascot it was packed but Of course it was Yeah there was some huge media coverage Player
1: was making his comeback And he came back looking svelter Than he ever oh, did yeah, in his playing days A little didn't bit he? Not, not or so that's not as also now Yeah 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 very impressive the interesting thing about Plugger as well, I think, is the last three guys we've talked about played in, as we just said, as we said, really successful teams. Plugger, not so much. No, i very not, not so much. Not killed at all. No, we're all with Sydney really. Well, they played in the grand final in '96. That's true, but the so across. Oh yeah, that's true, but um, across those games, he had a winning percentage of under 45 percent. Yeah. So kicking that many goals in a losing team... More impressive? Is, I don't know if it's more impressive, but it's definitely impressive. Yeah. Um, and how many bags of 100 did I just say? Like one, two, three, four, five, six bags, six yeah. more than 100 goal seasons. Yeah. Which obviously you need to do to kick over a thousand, almost 1,400 yes. goals. Yep. So, yeah, amazing. I don't know whether we'll ever see anything like that again. No,
0: 1,000 goals, well, we can debate that at the yes. end, but, but plugger-like statistics, probably. No. Yeah, very unlikely. Um, next player is Gary Ablett, so we have those three players at that stage, absolutely it's dominant. Right in a row. Yeah, I mean... At a time 1993, where... 1993, actually, not even him, Modra was there as well, and he kicked 1,000, a 100 a that year. So yes. You're getting 100 goals regularly in season, which yep. is amazing.
1: It was just a different game style, wasn't it, at the time? It was. And it um, definitely helped these guys get there.
0: So Gary Ablett kicked his 1,000th goal in round 12 of 1996. Inside the 50, Steve O'Reilly comes to meet it,
1: missed it. Ablett behind, 35 metres out of his stick, kicks a goal. 1,000. History of Cavinia
0: Park. Against Fremantle as well, and you see who his opponent is there? Stephen O'Reilly. Stephen O'Reilly. again. Oh, no. So, Poor Steve. It's a good little trivia fact there. He was, uh, Stephen O'Reilly played on Lockett and Ablett for their 1000th goal. <laughs> um, so Ablett was 34 years of age, playing his 238th game. So a little bit older. Yes. Oh, actually, same age as
1: Coventry and Wade. Yeah. Yeah. But not as young as uh,
0: and Lockett. Not Lover, as right young. young
1: as those boys, yeah.
0: Um, so it was yeah, round 12, 1996, against the Dockers at Cunningham Park. Um, and this is, the Cats were still a top eight side at this stage, but were probably ending, coming close to their, the end of their uh, days. Yes. Derek Hall was also the player who kicked the ball to Ablett in this game. So. Yeah. And the other thing to note is Gary Ablett is a two club player. Quite often gets glossed over the fact that he played for Hawthorne.
1: Yeah, at the beginning, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he didn't
0: didn't play a lot, and he got dropped because Jeans didn't like he, he Jeans didn't like him as much because he didn't have as
1: much commitment to the game. That's right. He played he played one year at Hawthorne in '82. Only got six games. Yep. Uh, and then took the year out. And here's the interesting thing: in those six
0: games, he kicked ten goals. Well, he originally kicked nine goals, so it wasn't until two or three years ago they discovered a missing goal oh really so a fan that would, late 82 yeah, so wow a fan was watching a game on YouTube and he'd been credited I think with one goal and they
1: changed it to two
0: hmm. so that day at Caligna uh, Park you were actually running onto the ground for his 1001st 1, first. First goal not his 1000
1: did he did he kick both those goals in the same game though? Yes, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. at least they had that right yeah yeah
0: So you were still celebrating, but... um,
1: The wrong goal. Yeah, the wrong goal. (laughs) So yeah, so he took the year out in 83, but yeah, so played that one season at Hawthorne uh, and then played from 84 to 96 at Geelong for a total of 248 games and a total of 1,031 goals at just over four goals a game. Yeah. So those totals were, as we said, when he was at Hawthorne, six games for 10 goals. But then at Geelong, he went 33, 82, 65, 53, 82, 87, 75, 28, 72. And then he strapped it on and went 124, 129, 122 and finished with 69. Yeah. So very impressive and interesting to see even... Even these superstars had years where they didn't do quite as well, right? They had sort of low, low years. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that just tells us in the 90s, we were just spoiled.
1: Yeah. Spoiled, so spoiled. for goals. Spoiled for highlights. Yeah. The highlights reel of the 90s is just incredible.
0: Imagine if Twitter was around then. Oh,
1: too many goals. Too many
0: goals. <laughs> um, well, so, between 1996 with Albert doing it, it was until this year, 2022, where we saw... Buddy Franklin kicked 1,000 so
1: goals. Another couple of decades, almost to two decades. So, 35 years of age, Buddy, in
0: his... What was it? Almost three decades, sorry. 320th game. Yeah, so a lot late. It's taken him a lot longer, hasn't That's it? That's 100, almost 120 games more than Lockett. Yeah. And you remember, Franklin took 2020 off. He didn't play at all. That's that right, season. of course. Playing on Jack Henry in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ball was delivered to him by Chad Warner in that last quarter.
1: Um yeah, we, we all saw he needed four goals that game to kick it. I was I was convinced he wasn't going to get it oh, I mean, in so that he game. Kicked, he
0: kicked what, one goal in the
1: second, yep. and then he kicked two late in the third, and you're like, okay, now we're um... But before the game, I was like, that Geelong defense will hold him. They'll be able to cover him. You would, book, you, you would pretty much book tickets to go see yes, the Yes, to go Doggies see him game. against the Dogs, yeah, because yeah, I was like, that's when he'll get it done. I'm glad he did it when he did. I'm glad it was at the SCG.
0: And I love all the stories that came out of it as well. Like the uh, the players getting lost Yes Outside the ground The story about Zach Tui And the, returning, returning the keys And the wallet What a legend the, uh, the lady who scattered His, his nan's ashes Yes the out pier. there The guy who had A little picnic Yep In which uh, I think it was Dan Rampy came and joined it And had a party That's party That's right on. Yeah So there's some That's, crazy yeah. things Going on So
1: good All the footage Yes Like in this digital age where, but Yeah where you can see People actually running out And going yeah, and, yeah.
0: Up close to him There's some great stuff there On the AFL website Yeah
1: Which is so good
0: and lo- very lucky that nothing bad happened because... No, of
1: course. And they, you know, and that's, yeah, it's good because you, we've got to keep these traditions alive and that only happens if, you people know, do we, right people yeah. do the right thing and they did. So he it's was, good.
0: He did very well to keep his cool as well. But all those cameras in his face. Oh and he, yeah. yeah. Rubbing his head, I would have been
1: pretty angry. Yeah, yeah. But I guess you'd just be ready for it, right? You'd be like, I'm going to cop this. Yeah. Um, And interesting to hear him comment on it saying, you know, I kicked my 100th goal in 2008, I think it was That's right I didn't
0: really remember it or appreciate it, so I knew if I kicked the 1000, I really wanted
1: to enjoy it and appreciate it What a game that was That 2008 one, Carlton Hawthorne, um, Favola going for his 100th as well And they just didn't let him do it
0: Clarkson triple teaming (laughs) Favola, so he didn't kick his 100th
1: Yeah Yeah
0: that would have been so that would have been special as well. That would have been an absolute highlight to have again two two ground invasions.
1: Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so very uh, very impressive that he a guy in this era, and especially from where he started, a very defensive era has managed to kick over a thousand goals. Yeah. Uh, so obviously another two club player, Hawthorne and Sydney. Hawthorne from 05 to 13, and then Sydney. Yeah. And then Sydney from 14 until now and continuing on. Uh, So has kicked currently 1,002 goals in his 321 games at an average of just over three goals a game, which again shows you you those other guys we're talking almost five over four. So, yeah, you've got to be a lot more... um, You've got to have have a bit more time to get it done these days. So, those averages across the seasons went 21, 31, 73, 113, 67, 64, 82, 69, 60, 79, 47, 81, 73, 57, 27, 51, and 7 so far this year. So, yeah. Still going. Still going. He won't wish. I wonder if he'll make 1,050. Another 48. If he goes again next year. Maybe. He's not going to play every game, is he? So no, it's going to his, be a struggle.
0: Yeah, his body's letting him down more and more. Yeah. So I
1: think yeah. he'll struggle to... But He'll he... struggle to reach Wade. When he... Yeah, interesting. In the 20s. Yeah. Uh, is he 20s or 50s? 50s. Sorry, 50s. Yeah. yeah. Can he get Ablett? Maybe. Yeah. He's not reaching plugger. Let's no. say no. that. Um, so yeah, so that's that's the exclusive five the, six player, the VFL AFL yes club. But, but there are more, more
0: players around Australia who have kicked a thousand yeah. goals there's, in the big leagues as well. Yes,
1: there certainly are,
0: and I, I think they deserve a mention. So I want to I want to talk a little bit about some of them. All right, so Charlie, let's get stuck into some of those players who also kicked a thousand goals. First, I want to mention is Ken Farmer. Yep, South Australian legend. So he kicked 1,000 goals in 1938, so four years after Coventry. Yep. Uh, 7th of May was the date. He kicked the very first goal against Norwood in the game. Uh, It actually took them 35 seconds. And who did he play for? He played for North Adelaide. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, playing against Norwood in... The In, sandful? in The sandful, yep. Yeah. Took 35 seconds from the opening of the game to create that history. He kicked his 1,000th goal.
1: Hey, oh, his first goal in 35 yeah. seconds was his 1,000th. Yes. Yeah, yeah, wow. He
0: was overwhelmed with
1: congratulations
0: when he returned to the dressing room. The uh, the league secretary at the time congratulated him. Um, yeah, absolutely unbelievable. Um, he said, My teammates are the ones to thank for my performance. Some years ago when I began, I would have laughed if I'd been suggested I'd kick 1,000 goals. Luck has played its part, but it always needs a good team to bring the ball within scoring range before there can be any results.
1: Absolutely. Yep.
0: Uh, and there was a very nice gesture um, at the start of this game, at the end of the first quarter after he kicked it, the Norwood captain, Woodroof, uh, took him over to the Norwood team who also congratulated him and cheered him on.
1: Very nice. Yeah. Like that. Good sportsmanship.
0: Yep. So then we'll go across to Western Australia now. Okay. Where a year later Edward Tyson of West Perth kicked his one thousandth goal okay. in round nineteen.
1: So there's these eras of big goal
0: kicking. Yeah. I mean the open play remember we had the rules with the is it the last touch rule with the out of bounds?
1: That's right, yeah. That was only for a couple of years though, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, so he played for West Perth and kicked his one thousandth goal in round nineteen of that season. Um he earned every single one of his goals. He didn't have them handed to him. <laughs> um, and in this game, he, there were several occasions where he signaled to teammates to kick for goal rather than pass to him. Nice. So, very good selfless play. Three, uh, Two years later, we fast forward uh, to George Doig of East Fremantle. Doig being a very famous name in WA. Yes. Uh, round 13 of 1941 as part of the East <laughs> Fremantle team. Uh, Doig kicked two goals required to kick his thousand goals. The first kicked following an easy mark right in front and three minutes after play began. From that stage, the crowd was in a state of expectancy. We've seen that before. Mm-hmm. Um, Doig had another chance moments later and from an angle, he raised one flag. But soon afterwards, the ball shot out to him again. The crowd of players were ready in anticipation. Um, he kicked a characteristic left foot punt for his 1,000th goal in this game. There was an immediate outburst of loud and sustained applause, and the game was held up momentarily while players rushed over to shake hands with him. Nice. How genuinely. Nice. Yeah, very. Good show, all. chat. Well done. Yes. bullet I mean, 41, they're in the middle of a war as well, so mm. maybe didn't get the coverage. It, deserved it might have. Time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so George Doig. And then uh, we then fast forward to 1954. Bernie, okay. Bernie Naylor, another South Fremantle Western Australian champion. Bought up his 1,000th goal in round 16 of 1954. Um, so it was in the local derby, I guess in that South Fremantle versus East, uh, versus East Fremantle. Yep. <laughs> Makes sense. Yep. Um, he kicked 1,000 goals as well. He received a grand ovation early in the second quarter. Is that like a standing ovation? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> And there was a testimonial launched after this to celebrate the fact that he kicked 1,000 goals. Huge. Um, we've also got Austin Robertson Jr., another name we've heard of. Yes. So his father was a South Melbourne champion. So he, play, he played He and achieved this in Perth in Western Australia, playing for Subiaco. He kicked an average of 4.82 goals a game.
1: Which a lot of waffle happening. Um,
0: yeah, it was held goals only five times in his career. Two of which were in his final season When he was afflicted by injury mm-hmm. uh, He kicked 162 goals in 1968 Wow And he played he, In 66 he actually played in the VFL Kicking 60 goals for South Melbourne But yeah 100, uh, He kicked 1,000 goals in West as well
1: Yeah, amazing
0: um, Some other players we'll go through quickly We've got Fred Cook Who just died recently Port Melbourne champion Kicked uh, 1,210 goals for Port Melbourne In the VFA Yep Between yep. 1971 and 1984 Yep Uh, He also played at Footscray, Yarraville, and Moravan. He finished his career with 1,338. Mate. Which is a VFA record. Yeah. Another player, Reno Preto, who played for mostly Preston. He played in the VFA as well. Played one game for Fitzroy in the VFL, but then played for Camberwell, Coburg, Oakley, and Dandenong, where he kicked... I believe it's around 1,095 goals between 1978 and 1994. Wow. Uh, we've got a player in Tasmania called Wayne Fox. Um, he played for Sandy Bay. He kicked his 1,000th goal. He may have played for other... Cl- oh, and he also played with Glenorchy. Oh, so yeah. So, in a game between the two, he kicked his 1,000th goal. Oh, that's was fitting. fitting. Yeah. On the 18th of August, 1990. Um, and then there's other players who have played kind of cross leagues. So... Peter Hudson kicked 774 goals in the VFL. Yes. Um, We know he injured his knee early, made a few different comebacks. He also kicked 994 goals in Tasmania.
1: As well. As 774. Yeah,
0: okay. So well over 1,000 in his career. (laughs) Yeah. But probably gets glossed over because it was two different leagues.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: There's a few players where that kind of happens. Another one is uh, Soapy Valance. Yep. Who played for... The Carlton Boston, Superstar. Played for Carlton and Williamstown. So he kicked over a 1,000 goals in his combined career. He actually played for VFA, Brighton the VFA as well. Uh, so his career tally was 1,166 goals. Do we include Stephen Cunahan? Well, let's talk about it. Well, he played... Uh, he played for Glenelg in the sample, Mm-hmm. Then switched to Carlton in the mid-80s And yep. then kicked the rest of those goals up to 1,000 um, For Carlton Yep He's 1,000th coming in the semi-final of 1996 against Brisbane I think it counts In in this kind of section what we're talking about yes. Because the Sandford at that time was the Premier well, League Well, was- is,
1: this is the thing And I think after we've spoken about these guys I think this is what we need to talk about Is, <laughs> you know, there's guys who are kicking... Well, I mean, it's still incredibly impressive, but in the days we're talking about, the Waffle, the Sandful, the VFL, the VFA were all Premier Leagues, like vying for, yeah. they were all of extremely high standards. There was definitely it a hierarchy, yes. but there were
0: times when the Waffle would be beating the VFL. Absolutely.
1: And in those days there were guys who were like, no, nah, I- I'm staying here. Yeah. Whereas it's not like, it's not tiered the way it is. There was a hierarchy, but it's not a tiered competition. Yeah. Where it's, yeah, the AFL is first tier and then the Waffle, Sandful VFL is se- second tier. Yeah. Sort of. Yep. So it's a, this is why these guys deserve the same recognition.
0: Yeah. So Stephen had 290 gay, goals for Glenelg. 738 for Carlton to finish on 1,028. Oof. We've also got Ron Todd. Yes. The um, Collingwood star. Collingwood trader. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, interesting thing about him is he played his last game for Williamstown. So remembering he crossed to Left. Williamstown in controversial circumstances in the early 40s.
1: Photo was turned on the wall. Yep. All um, that.
0: So he had a stellar career with Williamstown. Probably didn't help his... Uh, Helped that he The VFA went into recess during the war as well Yeah Anyway, he kicked 999 goals Across Collingwood and Williamstown So his last game was a grand final And he needed, I think, five goals to kick his Oh no, he needed two for his 1,000th And he kicked one (sighs) He uh, was quite selfless in helping Williamstown win the grand final Mm -hmm. But could not get that one to get him to 1,000 Yeah However, fast forward to the 90s when we've got more research and things, and it was actually discovered that he actually had kicked, I think, three or four extra goals. Amazing! But at this stage, he had passed away, so he he retired on 999 and went to his grave thinking he kicked 999. He keep, yeah. Um, good that he's eventually been credited with over a thousand goals. But yeah, interesting that
1: that it took it took a bit of back dating to yeah, figure I mean, it out. Similar
0: to the Ablett one, where they had discovered those early goals he kicked.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I reckon, so we've mentioned Peter Hudson kicking a 1,000. I think there's a couple of guys, to, well, Hutto is one, who deserve talking about in this conversation. Yep. Because, so purely speaking about Peter Hudson VFL, we've got, as you said, 727 goals over, well, I mean, it's... Nine seasons, but in three of those seasons, he played one game, one game, and two games. Yeah. So it's, it's really sort of five seasons, right? Yeah. Or well, six seasons. He averaged he, he 727 goals at an average of more than five and a half a game. Like it no, is, I think it's the best average, isn't it? Well. Compared to Coleman? It's very close. So he just pips Coleman, and that's the other person in this conversation. Five point six four for Hutto, Coleman was five point four eight. Yeah. Over six seasons at Essendon, the last one obviously only six games. Yeah. But he he kicked. There was only one season in his. Five, well One season in the five Full seasons he played Where he didn't get close To kicking 100 Yeah He went 101 120 75 103 97 Yeah If he hadn't been marred By that By the his dream. knee yeah. Can you imagine What he could have He could have kicked with Hudson Hudson yeah. hadn't done his knee Yeah He reckons well, he was we, on s- his- we saw what Hudson Could do like at, at Tassie but
0: well there's a new there's a new book out done by Dan Eddy friend of the show um and I think Hudson talks about how in that game he was on track to break Fred Frenning's record yes like he kicked eight goals in the That's first right yeah yeah
1: yeah God thank god he did this thing <laughs> <leg>. no <laughs> it's though I mean there's other guys who you know may have had a couple of outstanding seasons but these they those two especially were so consistently incredible mm. in front of goal Both and struck just down what by their they could do that was well. struck down by their knees because of probably the way they played. They were high-flying, yeah. you know. Um, they, they were courageous and, yeah. and, you know, it was probably the way it was always going to happen for them, in yeah. there, I guess. But uh, amazing, amazing. I wish I was around to see these guys play Me in too. person. Me too.
0: Um, two more players I want to talk about. Jack Titus being one of them. Yes, skinny. Um, I think he's still the lead goal kicker for Richmond of all time. With 970 goals across 294 games. Yeah, huge. Um, and then he kicked 139 goals for Coburg. So across the VFL and the VFA, he kicked 1,109 goals. Very strong. Yeah, and there was that, I think there was a game where he played for the Richmond Reserves where he randomly played and kicked like 16 goals. <laughs> There's some ridiculous story like that. Uh, and the final player is Pin McKenna. So he, we know him as a Collingwood player. Yes. Um, when he retired, he went and played in Devonport. He came back and played for Carlton. He played for Geelong West in the VFA. So across those four clubs, he kicked over 1,000 goals as well. Actually, 1978, round 11. Geelong West versus Caulfield was when he kicked his 1,000th uh, goal. Huge. So that's across four or three competitions there.
1: Three comps, five clubs... Did four, you say four uh, clubs? Four clubs, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, a thousand goals for Peter McKenna.
0: I guess we include that as well. Yeah,
1: well, mm. I mean, you definitely include. It's definitely it's it's definitely a massive achievement, no yes. matter where you're doing it. A thousand goals means you've played a lot of footy, and yeah. you've kicked a well, obviously, you've kicked a lot of goals. So, yeah. it's extremely impressive. But those, I mean, those six guys that we talked about at the start. Uh,
0: well, they're the ones we hold in the highest regard. Yes. Although, I mean, it's a very Victorian-based thing, isn't it? Because we're talking about... That's right. ...the, VF, the history of the VFL. It's not the AFL Sandville. Yeah. waffle, It's yeah. the AFL VFL. Yeah. Because it's growing from that.
1: But the names you talked about with Bernie Naylor and George Doig and those, those, those footy... Ken Farman, those footy names. Are, yeah. yeah. I
0: mean, is it really... I mean, if we look at it in that fashion, then Lance Franklin's the only AFL century goal kicker uh, 1,000 goal kicker yeah because Dunstall Ablett and Lockett did it in the 80s when it was the BFL
1: yeah yeah
0: so um, Buddy Franklin's the only one who's done it purely Purely AFL AFL. yeah which maybe makes it more impressive so will it ever happen again
1: I think this is a really interesting a really interesting conversation I think every Uh, every bar in every, you know, everyone sitting around a bar would have had this exact same conversation when we saw him kick it. I think it will. You really? Yeah? Absolutely. I don't think there's anyone playing now. I can't... Well, maybe. Maybe a couple of, like, younger guys.
0: Like, what, a Max King or something?
1: Yeah, but... Well, maybe not
0: even. Like... So you think about... I'm just looking at the list now. Mm -hmm. Buddy Franklin, sixth all all-time, 1,002 goals. The next closest active player is Jack Rewald. Yeah, who won't make it. On that list is also Josh Kennedy and Tom Hawkins and they're all in the twilight
1: of their career. Yes, they're not making
0: it. Jeremy Cameron's then down at
1: 474. And no. No. So, there's, I think um, you've got it. you've got to, because of how many goals that is, You've got to come in and make a, an immediate impact, right? You've got to be yeah. kicking... I mean, we saw the numbers. You, you, you've got to be kicking 40 to 50 goals in your first season, right? And then building from there. And who's doing that? Well, the the last player to do that was Jesse Hogan, right? Winning oh, okay. the Rising yeah, yeah, yeah. Star. Yeah. So, the, and he's not going to do it. But the next the next player to do it will be someone who can Comes come in, in and in. do that. Who is Comes almost in. like a ready-made... Key position player, and the way the game is now, that's almost impossible. That's really hard. Yeah. So, I is think it going to take a rule change for this to happen again. It could, again? or just it needs could. to take, or it just needs to take. It just needs to take a once in a generation talent, and we've seen them. Yeah, and you're right. I mean, there's been massive
0: breaks between them. Yeah. You think um, between Coleman going down in What was it fifty? Yeah, fifty. Yes, yeah. There till I think Hudson coming in in
1: '67 was the that was 13 years between 100 century goal kickers. Yeah,
0: exactly. So there's, there's been these breaks throughout history.
1: Yeah, and the way the game's played is ebbs and flows, and yeah. you know it goes from defensive to attacking, and it all depends on what's winning flags. Yeah. So, you know, currently it doesn't seem that popular to have your entire forward set up revolve around a single key position player, but that's because the Tigers, you know, won three flags in a row, not playing that way, yeah. right? So there's a lot... There's, yeah, there's a lot going... Um, there's a lot that's got to go right for someone to be able to do this. Yep. Uh, obviously, you know, longevity in the game is the yes, biggest one. absolutely. Because if you, you do think you've got to be playing... Like Buddy, you've got to be playing over three hundred games now oh, longer to, seasons, to get yeah. it done.
0: Absolutely, and probably in a team that's making finals. Yes, on a, at least a semi-regular yeah, basis. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. For a good chunk of your career. So you're
0: not going to get a Gold Coast player kicking a thousand goals. New, no, new. No. 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 Not at this stage. Um,
1: but if you told, if you said to me, bet your house, ha- bet your house on someone in your lifetime getting. Oh, actually, in my lifetime, maybe not. But someone will do it again.
0: Chloe's lifetime. Maybe. <laughs>
1: yeah. Someone will do it again. Okay. What's your position? Where do you no, see? No,
0: I, I agree. I think the law of averages suggests that it, it will happen. Yeah. It'll have to be a freak athlete doing it. Yeah. I mean, could it be in the AFLW?
1: Yes. Absolutely. That's interesting. Mm. That's interesting.
0: Sixteen players a side, so it's less congested.
1: Yeah. Uh, shorter games though Shorter games That makes it harder There so, yeah. have been far Lower scoring to start So with,
0: far but The VFL was slow scoring When that yes. started as well So it's yep. picking up I think Yeah I think it'll happen And I do think It'll be our lifetime But maybe when we're quite older <laughs> Yeah yeah The twilight yeah. of our careers I do know I'd, I would love to be there though Oh yeah Yeah
1: Yeah I hope he plays for Melbourne <laughs> or she. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, so there we go. Interesting deep dive. Yeah. I think um, it's interesting, as always. That, I mean, the very reason we started this podcast in the first place was to create this sort of connection between the present and the past, right? Yeah. So seeing you know not only what's happening now but what's led up to this point yes, really creates this deeper connection to the game absolutely. That's what we love so uh, i hope through
0: lines that you always the talk about. the through lines exactly
1: yeah. so i hope um i hope you guys enjoyed listening to that and uh, maybe gave you a bit more information about those i mean everyone everyone knows um the ablett, big, the big Six, ablett dunstall lockett some people will even forget about wade and coventry right because they're so long ago so I hope that helps. You know, fill in a little bit more information for you guys, and I hope you enjoyed our little short special.
0: Yeah, I don't know how short
1: it was in the end. No. yeah, so join us soon. We'll be uh, covering the nineteen seventy four season next. Cannot wait.
0: Which we can talk about. Doug Wade's one thousand. Cannot wait. (laughs) Beautiful.
1: All All right. Until next time, hooroo.
0: find out more about the Kick to Kick team and the sources we use, visit our website, www.kicktokickpodcast.com. You can contact us by email at kicktokickpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Twitter and Instagram under at kicktokickpod.
1: Thanks so much for listening.